feelings inside of our testicles <laughs> so uh today we beat uh montreal Habs three to two in overtime went to shootout again this is the sixth time in ten games it's actually the sixth time in seven games that we've gone to overtime we've won five of those six games uh and two of them have been in shootout so we've been going to a lot of goddamn shootouts and i like that we're winning these um skills competitions that are deciding games Basically crapshoots with pucks. Mm. Uh, I do want to talk about my conspiracy theory. I brought this up before we started the podcast. Okay. My Alex Jones conspiracy theory. (laughs) That some of our players are so young and not familiar with the playoffs at all. And the pressure that it brings. That they're actually just purposefully trying to tie up the games and bring it to shootout. To put pressure on our younger linemen. So... They're trying to kind of give them a litmus test there. And then just how they're going scoring to at the very end of the game to come back and go to OT. Basically, Kucherov is such a god at this point that he can at will just turn it on. So he just summons the goal into the back of the net? Yeah, okay. which is – he was really good at acting during uh, the game today too because he felt particularly off during the game today. Asleep, even he was very upset, like visibly upset. Well, the team's got to be gassed. I mean, they've played in six almost straight overtime games. I think they beat the Rangers pretty handily, five to three. Um, yeah, yeah, they beat them five to three, and I was not happy because it was five to one at one point. And I kind of seems like they are not closing out games. We are the opposite of like the '90s Florida Gators, who were the fourth <laughs> quarter team. Now we're the first period team. And then the other two were just like, yeah, what happens, happens. Like, that's, we're basically giving up halfway through. I've, either we're kind of like shooting our wad a little bit early. So all of our shots are coming in the first period, and then we're not getting enough production in the second and third? I really feel as, I haven't looked it up, but I really feel as though that's the case. And we're also getting outshot in our We are getting too. outshot, and that is a good way to lose Chronically. games. You do not win games that you get outshot by 5, 10, and 15 goals, which Philadelphia outshot us by a goddamn absurd amount of shots and we still managed to come back which is a good sign because that is pure what fear. you need to be able to do in it was the pure pit. fear it was um, pucker factor kept that game going. i think all the players looked over at the bench and saw john cooper just pouring gum into his mouth <laughs> and, and that's when they knew beta blockers yeah. like candy <laughs> <laughs> yeah they knew that they would be hunted like animals if they did not uh, uh score and win and luckily i think only some of our junior ohl members uh, had to be hunted for sport. Well, that's when the Ezer plan comes in. Yeah, that's when the, the Ezer plan comes in. Ezer plan? I guess yeah. <laughs> His name is Steve, Steve Iserman. Iserman. Yeah. So yeah, the Ezer plan. Yeah. That's when that comes in, and he you just got to trust his hundred and seventy second round pick that he made two and a half years ago that he's so had his at third Syracuse. Round his yeah. third round pick. Yeah. His his in, insanely force his insane foresight. For him to be like, yeah, this guy's going to be good. Uh, let, let's put Adam Ernie up on the line, who was fucking a nobody for a long time. And to be fair, Adam Ernie's been doing pretty well in Syracuse for a couple of years now. Yeah, but I'm saying nobody saw him being no, but that's, as good as he has been now. Especially I mean, with like Point and then Yanni Gord, too. Yanni nobody Gord's saw that coming. He's been doing really well all year. He was a first game of the year 
like call it, he was on the roster first day. Because I remember uh, we started the, we need to do this again, tradition of making a pun based on a name, thanks to uh, my wonderful wife, uh, and they would win. So I'm not saying that <coughs> my conspiracy theory uh, worked, but... That's superstition. That's my, that. my superstitions win games, and I hold that as fact. Uh, my, my cotton gray bolsters I got for $9.99 at the stadium on sale... Uh, whenever I wear that, they just they have a little extra kick in their step, and I will not, you know, take it off during the playoffs. It's I have washed <coughs> my Bolch jersey <clears throat> maybe four times in the last two seasons. Not gonna lie, that's a little disgusting. But you don't wash it. <laughs> you don't wash the shirt when they're winning. You only wash it when they lose. Yeah, when they lose to kind of get the to reset. And to also reset. when I remember to wash it. When also, they lose yeah, too, which it, is <laughs> that could explain like our twenty fifteen season. <laughs> and let's talk about how Vasilevsky has already kind of beaten Bishop's record that year because this year he's already crossed that threshold. Oh, and dude. I, so, I don't know at what point. I, you know what happened is he got bathed in the fires of combat during those. I forget what playoffs it oh, was. Oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, in the Pittsburgh series. Yeah, and he when he came in at the end of the game after Bish got oh, hurt. Oh, first part of the game. Oh, and, that was in the first period in the first game. And it didn't. It, did it go to overtime? No. I don't remember. Well, I don't. It's been two years. Yeah, now. it's been. There's we, been a lot of those. Those brain cells have died since yes. then. And have filled filled in by like Marvel Universe information and like hopes for Venture Brothers. Harry Harry Potter. A lot of Harry Potter in there. Harry Potter Potter fan fan fiction. A lot of fan fictions. (laughs) And Um, those brain cells have been replaced. But yeah, Vasilevsky, when he got bathed in the fires of combat there, he just basically was like, okay, uh, he's our backup goalie. We really relied on Bishop and now he's gone. So... Hey, get in there and do your best. <laughs> Good luck, have fun, team. And you know what? I think towards the end of that series, Bishop was ready to come back in, but Vasilevsky was such a hot glove hand, and he has done... So- Last year was his first full season in the majors mm-hmm. and as the primary. Yeah. And he did such a good goddamn job then. I mean, he looked like a veteran, and he was, what, like 23? Yeah, he's And super he young. looks like a veteran. Ben Bishop was 27 when we got him. We traded him for Corey Conacher. And Tampa Bay fans, we will remember we were upset <laughs> because Corey Conacher at the time looked like the second coming of, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, St. Louis. Are we mad? Are we mad? We're not mad. We're, mad? we're not mad. I'm not mad. I'm I mad. haven't been mad since uh, about a month after he left. I mean, that was so let's, Anyway. Let's be honest. So, let's be honest. Um, you know, Ben Bishop was an unheralded prospect goalie who had never had a mm-hmm. whole lot of NHL time and we traded Conacher who had experience um so we had no idea what we were getting with Bishop and he came in and took over you know he did he got injured right before the 2013-2014 playoffs mm-hmm. where the Habs swept us um because we didn't have a the, decent the habitants the <laughs> Le habitants <laughs> viva la habitants or what the fuck ever I don't no. So, would you say the Habs, who's a bigger rival? The Habs, the Red Wings, or every New England team? <laughs> who's a bigger rival? Um, I do think that the Red Sox are a really big lightning rival. Um, <laughs> every year. Every, every year. As, just... as a... As a I remember Tamponian? when 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 uh, Big Poppy would come out on the ice with that bat. He didn't have skates on, but he could still just <laughs> glide 
For a man with such girth, he could glide across the and ice. And taken just, out kneecaps. Yeah, and he would. And just taken out kneecaps. Yeah, he, he would have been a good goon. That's quality pun in by the, wow. by the, by the Mrs. Frenchie wife. As the, the Habs or the, the Habs-nots. Have uh, yeah. My wife is um, a pornographer. That's beautiful. Um, I would say that in the past <laughs> couple of years, I think that the Red Wings have definitely taken over as our main rival. And I think especially in the 2014-2015 uh, playoffs where we... Touched them went deep to, inside. Yeah, we, we yeah. got real deep inside. <laughs> made it all the way to seven games because Ty Johnson, who put the entire team on his five foot nine back... And lifted us. He actually fractured first... lumbar. Yeah, he did, but he kept playing <laughs> because he doesn't care. He's he's not a mortal man, and he's he's one of those players who really comes in in the playoffs. Well, and that's what I wanted to bring up to you earlier. Tyler Johnson mm-hmm. is our team Snorlax, and the playoffs <laughs> is the polka flute. <laughs> that is my analogy. He does not wake up until about like a month or a month and a half out until playoffs, and then he's like, "Oh wait, I forgot. Oh, I can like, score on anyone." Oh, oh, hang on. Our team is losing three to one, and there's only two minutes left. I gotta score two goals back. Our top scorers are all out on injury. Hold on, I got this. Fam. Oh, uh, the Habs scored late, and we're about to go into overtime. Oh, hang. You know what? Point fifty eight seconds left. Calculated. I'm gonna score that. <laughs> Calculated. Uh, 100%, 100% calculated. Oh, yeah, he knew. He knew what he was doing. He's like, you know what? I, I want to score, but I want to leave them enough time to come back. So I'm just going to go ahead. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just ruin their hopes and dreams. He's like how Cooch is just such a godsend that he can just... He shuts it off when he wants to, and then he turns it right back on when he wants to. Although, like I said, that on this game today, to go back to what we were talking about before... Oh, I, to circle back to conversations? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I really feel like he he was visibly upset not just tired like he just was like he just couldn't there were like a quite a few questionable passes on the offensive side that he tried to make to make like cross the blue line that just were I don't know if the Habs were just like in his lanes there or I don't know what was going on with him trying to make passes trying to make like highlight reel passes and just not trying to dump the puck in i don't know what was going on with him well, but he just has, seemed highly off that's been the knock on the team for at least two or three years that they've been trying to do too much and be too fancy when sometimes you just gotta get the garbage puck in goal. the zone yeah. get it in hit that puck into the net and i know kutra pucks and nets pucks and nets <laughs> hi you're listening to pucks and nets with frenchie and Dewey. um <laughs> No, but sometimes they get too fancy, and they're trying to make those crisp, clean passes. And they are purely um, finesse players sometimes. But that's the problem. Again, the playoffs, you meet teams like the Bruins, who are... Sometimes I do think that they just put helmets on bears and strap them out on the <laughs> ice. It's like literally a team of... Yeah, and they... Neanderthals. And they manage to manhandle the Lightning because they're just not as physical. Well, that's what <coughs> the Rangers did. Yes. They had that great forecheck a couple years back. And, and now we have the Now Rangers we have great that forecheck. great forecheck. We have more <laughs> Rangers on our team than the Rangers have on the yeah. Rangers. So They, I, they that, still got Zuccarella. They still got Zuccarella. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's also Max. the shortest player. <laughs> so He's their Ty Johnson. He is their Ty Johnson for real. I think he's 5'8", if I'm he, not mistaken. He he's, he's a tiny little man. Yeah. A lot of points. Uh, he's a veteran. But, I do like Zooks. But, I mean, we have their, their forechecking line now. 
We kind of do. We have their two best defensemen for the past couple years. We have Girardi, we have Strawman, and oh, we just got this uh, McDonough kid. He might be pretty good. I don't know. I feel like today was his debut, yeah. so there's no way that we can see how he's going to fit in just yet. I think you need to play, it, play a few games and get a feel for the water first, yeah. but I, I honestly feel like the way that the team's composed now, he is going to fit in with the amount of speed that we have, but Mm -hmm. also provide the amount of brute that we need on our blue line, which is very, very important because we were lacking in defense for such a long time, relying just on, like, don't get me wrong, that triplets line was fire, but you can't rely just on the triplets to score every time. Because unfortunately, other teams will also score if you yeah. don't have a good blue. Also, pull off it keep, out for a while. Yeah, and you got to keep the puck in the offense of the zone to score goals. And yeah. if but what do you think the, def- the top two defensive pairings are going to be? I'm thinking it's probably going to be um, Strawman and Ger- Hedy. I think it's going to be Stra- um, Strawman and Hedman, and then Girardi and McDonough. Because yeah. I mean that makes the you got to you got to keep them together. Yeah, and I mean Strawman and um, Hedman, Jesus. Uh, not only do they speak the same language, you know, in life, but their also defense, in, in, clearly they're speaking the same language because they are very good together. And it's been kind of hard. We've had to break them up because, you know, we have a couple of liabilities on the back end. But Slater Cuckoo's still young. We're not playing him all the time. Mm-hmm. Sergachev is still young. He's still learning. You know, he had that breakout first half of the season. But to expect a player to, especially a 19-year-old, to keep up that level of play all season is... Ridiculous. I I think there's a lot of potential there. The, oh yeah, especially like like I said with our AHL, like our guys that were pulling up through uh, Syracuse, where we have like Braden Point, Yanni Gord, Adam Ernie. Like um, I'm gonna go ahead and like, say that Braden Point is officially no longer. No, the I know, but they, that's where they came yeah. from. They oh, were yeah, like we traded uh, onto the team. Yeah, we brought them up. Pretty so well. we we definitely invested a lot of their time for them to and like Sergachev coming too. Mm-hmm. I feel like. There's a lot of skill, and this is like the new generation of the Lightning kind of slowly evolving. Yeah. Oh, we definitely have a solid core of, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, cheap. We have a cheap core because everyone knew that Iserman was building a franchise that's going to be around for a while. And Um, he also can, he's quite literally a soothsayer. Like yes, um, I, I think he just has really good hockey instincts, and you know, let's let's kind of dial down the Iser God talk for a minute. It's, he I, has amazing ability. <laughs> he, he's a good personnel judge, and that's what you need as a general manager. And I, I feel like that shouldn't have to be said, but he does have really good eyes. He has mm-hmm. good um, instincts on who's going to be a good player. You know, he was on the Red Wings. He was the captain of the Red Wings mm-hmm. for how goddamn long, and he saw a lot of players come in and out. And he was the first overall pick for a reason. And sometimes a player like that can be so good they don't recognize good talent. They can see, oh, that guy's mm-hmm. good, I want him. But, you know, they're not always the best judge of character. Or and, um, in the hockey playing. business, being able to let go of people, too. Yes. That's a big thing. Like, it, I know there was so much... Like, everybody understood why, but there was a lot of, like, disappointment <coughs> in getting rid of, like, Ben Bishop. Yeah. Which, that afforded us... The moves that Iserman makes are not just for the franchise, but also he makes these moves with the intent of making sure that we have an affordable team because yeah. of the price cap, too. 
With yeah, the salary we're, we're, cap. we're pretty close to the cap. We're, uh, we're about two seasons out from cap hell, and we're going to have to start. And we're going to have to lose at least one of those triplets. And let's, it's gonna happen. Which triplet do you feel like we can lose? We're oh, not losing no. Cooch, Rob. We know we're not losing Cooch because he has kind of become a, um, you know, the the centerpiece of the scoring. Uh, Him you and mean one, of, one of the top scorers in the NHL. He, yeah, oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yeah. He's he's yeah. the centerpiece Go. of the NHL. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. oh no, don't don't draft don't draft Russian players. They don't work out. I think Johnson's going to be the one to go. I think Palat's going to be the one that goes. I think Johnson's going to be the one to go. And not that I don't think Palat has his worth, but I think you can get more for Tyjo. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and I, there might I think be a you, little bit more. I think you get that. more from Tyjo in the playoffs, and I think that's valuable. So I think there's a lot of teams. You think they'd keep him for that, or they'd let him go because of it? I think they would keep him from that. Because, I mean, he's a 20-goal scorer this year. He scored his 20th goal today to... Um, Start the scoring. And Which is much needed. He lights it up in the playoffs every year. He's not afraid of big players. I remember he squared off against Zadino Chara, who is a literal human troll. He, he's he got Giants blood in him. He is <laughs> he's massive. He is, uh, he is the closest thing I think the league has to a goon. Because the league has gone away from goonology, yeah, that's and very from true. just having a player on your roster whose entire job is to forecheck someone into oblivion and then drop gloves. Yeah, just board them and beat them. <laughs> but I think Chara is probably the last player. And a few years ago, Johnson got in his face because Chara checked. Uh, I think it was Stamkos under the boards. And talking about a human being with the most ability to impart his just physical will on. A, Another human being, Zidane Charter uh, Chara. How t- isn't he like he's six, six seven ten or something? He's like six seven he, six eight. Yeah, he's tall. He's, in, in my tiny five nine brain, he's <laughs> eleven foot tall, and Taijo is my height. Yeah, he's <laughs> so yeah, he's about five nine. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so, insanity. But let's let's go back real quick. I want to go back to the um, defensive pairings because we had our top four, mm-hmm. and then let's let's talk about some of the unpopular um, defensemen. We have Andre Schuster, who isn't great, <clears throat> and is he part of the reason that we're seeing a lot of pucks go so far into our own zone? Because I've seen him kind of get drawn away from his assignment. Like he'll go away from his to try and like catch a play, but he'll miss. He'll miss a bad mm-hmm. pass, and that winds up, you know, a breakaway. I think that also there's a little, uh, for the longest, maybe not so much now, but before a big reason that things like that would happen is because there was so much of our forward line being almost like a gap between the forward line and our defensemen so, in the neutral zone. So transitioning from mm-hmm. our defensive zone to the offensive zone, there was so much of a gap in between between our forwards and our defensemen that any little detail... If there's any hole in the bucket, it's going to let out water. So you need that to be airtight whenever you're playing high-level teams that have great passing ability like the have-nots. They, ha- they really do have like a really good passing ability. The, their communication between the team, between their forward lines and their blue line, are it's very, very effective. And they capitalize on those small little kind of – crappier parts of your team and they kind of like find the chinks in your armor there for that and i think that also exploitation leads into uh any little small deficit that any one player has they're going to be able to kind of emphasize that or highlight well that's that's claude julian i mean claude julian is kind of bare bones basic hockey and that's why he had success with um boston a few years ago he won a goddamn stanley cup Mm -hmm. after beating 
the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. <clears throat> let's not talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Um, but, I mean, that was... You know, let's go back to 2011. Let's go back a few years. Let's, you know, Wayne's World. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. blah, 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 blah. So, 2011, we had about three players on our team who had been in the playoffs before. We had Vinny. We had Marty. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling to think of anyone else. Hedman was still very young. Stamkos mm-hmm. was still very... I think that was the year he won um, his first Rocket Richard trophy. Um, and we had very little experience. And we had a young coach. It was his first or second year. And they managed to go all the way and, you know, put their noses up to the goddamn Boston Bruins, who had just gotten Chara from the Islanders. Hashtag fuck the Bruins. Hashtag fuck the Bruins. I would like to get that started. Um, Boston fans, you can reach us at uh, twitter.com slash fuck the Bruins. <laughs> twitter.com slash fuck the Bruins? Yeah. Or you can email us at landpartypod at gmail.com. <laughs> we encourage your hate mail. Please make sure you put... <laughs> P.S. Fuck the Bruins in the subject line or else we won't open it. Yeah, I will absolutely won't. And if I, if I get any uh, <coughs> illicit images, then uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Put them on Reddit? Put them on Reddit. Put yeah. it on Reddit. I'm going to put good. it on That's Reddit. On r slash fuck the Bruins. Yeah, on our on our Reddit thread slash fuck the Bruins. So much hate. I'd like to apologize to my family who lives in Boston. <laughs> honestly, fuck the Bruins. Well, as a Tampa team, though, and being accused of not being a hockey town for so long, no matter oh. how well we do, <laughs> no matter how well we do, all the other hockey teams don't see us. And then now we have teams like the Vegas Golden Knights in the middle of the fucking Which, desert. Top. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Openly <laughs> supporting Vegas. Oh, West Coast team. Yeah, West Coast team. I've never even been to Vegas, but yeah. I will openly support the Vegas Golden Knights, and I have been since before their inaugural season, and the reason being is because I've never supported a team from its inception. When the Bolts started, I was far too young. Yeah, you were like one or two in 93. Yeah, yeah. I was, well, 90, so I was two. Yeah, yeah. I was four. Um, so let's go back to teams not respecting Tampa Bay as a hockey town, because that is an obvious problem. I was talking to my cousin... Steven, and he lives lived in New Jersey at the time. He was a Islanders fan as a kid, but he turned into a Rangers fan. Disgusting. Because, well, <laughs> you know, he was alive in 1993, the last time the Rangers won anything. And, you know, so we jumped ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was when the Lightning had just lost to Chicago. I was in mourning still because... As a, as a baby. Fucking Chicago. <laughs> um... As a baby. As a baby. I you, was you were 26. At, you were... Anyway, so, uh, you know, I was talking to my cousin, and he said, you know, if the Lightning and San Jose had been in the uh, Stanley Cup together, that would have been bad for the sport. And I asked why, and he said, come on, come on. It's San Jose and Tampa Bay. Those aren't exactly hockey towns. And I, you know what, that's not good. That's great for the sport for two teams that are not traditional hockey markets to be in the game. Because it grows the sport. Tampa Bay is most certainly a hockey town. And you know it is because you can't get shitty seats for less than $35. It's, and that's that's the sign of a hockey town. That's a sign that it's popular because they're able to make money off of the team. You know, I remember a few years ago, I didn't pay more than 15 and that was a rule for me. Like, mm-hmm. I would go on StubHub or a resale. I wouldn't pay more than 15 as a rule. And now I'm very happy to see that the prices are going so far up. I'm not happy I can't go. I don't have cable. I can't watch games unless I <coughs> watch them on my laptop. 
somehow. <laughs> just appears. I don't know how that happens. I don't know. I just turn on my laptop and, oh, it's, look, for checking. You could go to our iHeartRadio and listen. To no, you can. It's actually, you can't do that. Because, you can't listen um, to the games anymore. No. Oh, could you used to? Pretty I know sure you can listen on the terrestrial sure terrestrial radio, but uh, internet radio, the um, copyright and licensing, uh, they don't want you to be able to listen out of market games. I did not know that. Yeah, I used to try and listen to Rays games, which that's another podcast that will be com- uh, complaining about the Rays with Frenchie by himself in a closed room <laughs> with alcohol, a whole bottle of whiskey, and a whole lot of bad ideas, whole, whole lot, lot of, of tears, whole lot of tears. <laughs> A whole, but, yeah, a whole lot of sum. Yeah, a whole lot of hashtag whole lot of sum. Whole lot. This is so bad. So nineteen ninety nine. Full of hatred. But full of full of. For but, other teams to hate on Tampa Bay, we have so much, such high caliber people surrounding the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay NHL franchise that is Tampa Bay Lightning that. It is undeniable how many people that we should be respected as a team as we've put down so many teams that have been. Oh, you mean that 06 run that we just plowed through to get we've to those? Put down, and then those other that like, it's like that's the only thing that they can hold against us. And like, oh, you don't have snow during the winter. Like, that's what makes us not a hockey town, basically. So, let's go through the list of teams that don't have snow during the uh, half of the teams in Major League in National <laughs> Hockey. Uh, you have all the Los An- all the Los Angeles, all the California teams. Oh, all the Los- San Jose is Let's be honest, Los Angeles is California. Yeah, it's yeah. everything. There's because, Los Angeles and everything else. Because in Florida, there's Orlando, Miami, and Tampa, and there's... I'm sorry, it's not Orlando, it's called Disney. Yeah, there's Disney, but, uh, there's Little Cuba, and then there's Tampa, which is southern New York. There is Tampa, which is southern New York. Also has a uh, little Boston. I'm sorry, little Boston. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Disgusting. little Boston. You got some. You got some Pennsylvania sprinkled in like poop nuggets all over the <laughs> state. It's true though. Yeah, Minnesota, which I found out is because I-75 goes straight from Tampa all the way up to uh, the north, uh, the North Midwest, which is like Minnesota and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Minnesota, who has one of the <coughs> biggest. Hockey markets for high schools. Yes, yes, it does. I didn't um, know that until very recently. Huge high school market. Yeah, and college. Yeah, they, the huge. They won. Then they win the uh, Frozen Four. I have no idea. Um, I they, didn't do that in, much research. In, <laughs> we should probably prepare better. Um, yeah, but uh, it's funny. Chicago, which is an 06 team, they struggled for uh, a few years with bad ownership. They had. Mm-hmm. Um, a really bad TV plan where they wanted people to pay for the privilege of watching it on TV instead of having it on the local Fox affiliate. And they struggled. They didn't, you know, they were bottom 10 in the league in attendance. And they had a bunch of first overall picks. That's how they got um, Taves. That's how they got the rapist Jonathan Kane. And he's <laughs> thrown heat. <laughs> rapist Jonathan Kane, who is a captain of the American team, which does not sit well. Um, you can once again complain it's to fuck the Bruins on Twitter. Hashtag fuck the Bruins. Hashtag fuck the Bruins. Um, Instagram, whatever. But yeah, no. Um, you know, they're an 06 team. They're supposed to have this legacy, but they had shitty attendance for a few years. Um, Pittsburgh, when they got the first overall pick for uh, Crosby. Ugh. Fucking crybaby. Anyway. Um, when they had him, they were talking about relocating to possibly Las Vegas. And uh, is Pittsburgh an 0-16? Uh, 
Is Pittsburgh 06? Original 06? Um, to the New, best of my knowledge. New York, Montreal, Toronto, Boston, Chicago, Detroit. No, Detroit, they are yeah. not. They are not an original 16. But, I mean, they are. We're going to be so flamed if anybody who's hearing this, they're screaming at their phone right now. Like, in their car, they're Did just I like, you dumb motherfuckers! Like, somebody, just like, somebody's so triggered right now. Oh, you're from Tampa Bay. <laughs> you don't like real hacky. Yeah, like, listen. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, neckbeard. Yeah. <laughs> And I know you need to keep warm because it's hellish in your frozen hellscape. And we're addressing you directly. We are talking <laughs> to you right now, who is correcting us. But um, no, you know, other hockey markets struggle with fan bases, and that's something that happens. And Tampa Bay has had a pretty consistently decent fan base since the inauguration, where they were playing in the fairgrounds for two or three years, and, and then also post lockout when everybody was just like, oh fuck what do we do yeah (coughs) and there was a i remember a distinct outcry like people complaining on a daily basis you would go and get your haircut people be this fucking lockout i don't get to watch the bolts play this that and the other thing like people were pissed so when the lockout came out or when the lockout got resolved Mm -hmm. then everybody just it's it's like the whole franchise re-exploded it was like this rebirth like just the second coming of christ through the nhl and then the team just got imploded (coughs) oh remember matt that happened right after the like 06 season it's just when like brad richards i think he was released in 2010 um but we started losing good players for shitty players and we went way down in the uh, attendance ratings once again. But and, and then, and then, there, then there were the the dark, dark days, the Tortorella days. And I'm, I say that as on behalf of the players, who <coughs> clearly still need to go through therapy for being under his. And I'm gonna say it: he's a great coach, but it's a regime that he runs. <laughs> it's. People are fearful of him. Because they would go in what's called the Tortorella conference room and come out with just paper white faces and just despondent (laughs) looks on their face. Lashes on their back, bearing cross. Like, they're just coming out like, I am so sorry. He's just sitting in there just cleaning a knife. Just with a a cloth. There's no blood. There's no blood anywhere. He's just sitting there cleaning a knife. He he didn't have a like a southern country accent, but in my <laughs> he doesn't. He does not. In my brain, he does. He's like, come here, boy. <laughs> you go get your whippings. He's like somebody's grandfather who just beats the shit out of him with a switch. He make like, he makes him go get a switch, which <laughs> is what he refers to as a hockey. His hockey stick, yeah. He's like, grab a switch, and then they're like, they bring their own hockey stick. He's like, a bigger one, and they bring the goalie stick, and then he's like, that's right. Say, go get copy boolin stick, <laughs> boy. You need to go out there and get copy boolin stick for this whooping. And then they get beaten, and uh, and then they, they need years of therapy, which yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure now, <coughs> it's like John Cooper has like a, a little bit of like something, like a, a poster, or like... He's, he's it's invoked a, torts. It's he's like invoked a, torts a few times. It's like a, like a Dorian Gray-esque, like a, a, a portrait of yeah. torts that's just like... Whenever they're being bad, he pulls the silk that was draping over it up, and he's just like, "You want this again?" I'm pretty sure he is the bad guy from <laughs> Ghostbusters too. Yes, exactly. And the John photo Cooper follows it, was the baby, yeah. and was possessed by the ghost, and that's who we're dealing with. He yeah. decided to get into hockey. 
No, that's because exactly he got into right. hockey around 1989, which is when Ghostbusters 2 was released. And I when don't know whenever that. they go into an overtime, he like pulls it up halfway, and he's like, "I'll show you the face." And then they're like, "No, please, Cooper, not the face." And then they they, they pull he pulls it up a little bit. He's like, "You motherfuckers, don't make me." He actually bring under, him back underneath his shirt. If you he say his has name three times, the dark lights from it. <laughs> And yeah. if you look at the dark lights, <laughs> he just, you lose all sanity. Yeah, that's it. And then you're gone. So he's yeah. just like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Why do you think Vincent LeCavier had his contract bought out? It's because he was forced to look at the dark lights. He had no choice. He had no choice. No, he <laughs> messed up uh, on a power play. He gave up a goal. And John Tortorello, uh, John, Tortor- John Cooper, uh, just kind of opened up his shirt. It made Vinny very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But then it made him very uncomfortable because he lost all sanity. And that's and then his contract. And the only way that he can control it is by chewing copious amounts of gum. So this episode is actually sponsored by uh, Five, Five Gum. gum. <laughs> um, they don't know it yet, but they will. Not not an actual sponsor. We have no. to legally say that it's not an actual. This, sponsor. this is a disclaimer that um, Alex Jones also does not endorse our podcast, but he does listen to it. <laughs> we can't we, say for sure that he. Does or doesn't? But there is an A. Jones on our um, uh, viewing log. So it's probably Alex Jones. It's probably Alex Jones. Uh, yeah, so John Cooper's gum, during the game today, while he in between bouts of just chewing beta blockers and blood pressure medication like candy because of this game, uh, you could hear over the crowd a distinct <laughs> of him just chewing wads of cuss words in his mouth. Because there's family around, and he's a, he's a good person, but also he, he just congealed hate. It's not even gum anymore. It's just congealed hate in his mouth. You know, if you take that gum on. and if you throw it, it's actually a high explosive. <laughs> it functions as C4. C4. It functions as C4. Heat shock friction. That's yes. what it takes to ignite yes. his gum. Yeah. He, he, it also functions as a way for him to seal the deadlights in him. The, yes. the Tortorella given <laughs> deadlights that... He, it's like the five-finger seal of death from Naruto that keeps, like, the demon inside of him. You know what I'm talking about? The My gum. wife does. She's, kind of having a, she's having a moment. She's hyperventilating right now. It's, welcome to the lightning and nerd shit. We, we like the Tampa Bay lightning. We like nerd shit. So we, we marry them together. That's why we called it the land party. It's land. Because lightning it's a clever nerds. name. Because land, lightning and nerd, in parentheses, shit, land party. It's mostly shit. Clever. It is nice. <laughs> I think we have jumped from topic to topic very shit. quickly. No, right. it's good. Um, one last thing I kind of wanted to touch on uh, was Boston. Boston is fuck the Bruins three games behind Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. They also have three games in hand on Tampa Bay. So if they win out the next three games, they can tie us. But that's kind of good for us because they need to win three games. And we play them... Um, next Saturday. So we're playing them, I think it's at home. Hashtag fuck the Bruins. Hashtag fuck the Bruins. Um, we, in between that, we go up and we play Ottawa. So um, Swedish Bays get to hang out. Eric oh. Carlson and Victor Edmund get to hang out and have a God, Swedish they, moment together. They are so dreamy. Get to eat some Swedish meatballs. If you... you know what I mean. Mm, I, I would like to apologize <laughs> to the Swedish community for um, <laughs> implying that Swedish meatballs are, in fact, uh, Swedish testicles. Uh, the blonde hair does make it look like spaghetti meatballs, though. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> I never ever thought of that ever. I hadn't until I started apologizing to the Swedish community <laughs> for the Swedish meatballs. So I would like to apologize to the Swedish community um, and directly to IKEA because and, they're probably offended as well. Let's be well. Honest. <laughs> no, I I got a shell from them and it's 
It's still not put together. Is this table an Ikea table? That's this, beautiful. This table is an Ikea table. This uh, this podcast supported quite literally by <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> yes, the iPhone we're recording this on is currently on an Ikea table. Fantastic. So um, the Bruins are our antithesis. They are the bruising defensive team that actually scored seven goals today, which was surprising. But um, beating them is a lot of playing fundamentals and getting the puck into their zone. Don't try and make every pass be a super complicated thing. Just get it in their zone. Do not try and do too much. Shoot the fucking puck. That's such a problem because we have such an issue, at least for this game that I saw today. Yeah. Uh, there was such an issue establishing shooting lanes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was our own fault directly or if it was because of the Canadians. I don't know which one. Is to play. I don't know if the Canadians were just blocking shooting lanes more effectively than we were at establishing ourselves, but we really need to work on building the house in that fact, and we really need to work on making sure that we don't make cross passes mm-hmm. from our forwards at the blue line. I'm looking at you, Kucherov. I'm looking right at you, you beautiful Russian bastard. You need to. That needs to stop happening. And uh, you know somebody who I think is really going to excel, who I noticed. Plays really good, solid, traditional defense is Sergachev. Really hard on his basics. Well, I think that that's something that John Cooper likes. John Cooper likes his two-way players. So he likes defensemen who can play in the offensive zone. He likes forwards who can play defensively. That's why St. Louis fit in so well with mm-hmm. his scheme. Um, and that's why Jonathan Druin didn't fit in so well with his scheme. Is because Druin wanted just to be the offensive guy. But um, Sergachev is definitely someone who can play both. He was very good mm-hmm. offensively at the beginning of the year. <coughs> you know, he has fallen off a little bit, but, you know, I think he'll catch himself back up. Has um, he fallen off or has everyone else just accepted? I, th- I think they caught up to him. I think that they understand yeah. that this this Sergachev kid is going places, and they want to make sure those places are not the net. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, you know, keep an eye on him. Um, I also think that, you know, as a rookie, they just didn't, mind that's true so it's probably now like, oh shit we gotta look we gotta look at this which game. i think is the contributing factor um, to the success of the vegas so i think i was just Giants. surprised that the bruins uh scored seven goals turns out they are fourth place in goals scored per game they're at uh 3.31 lightning are actually in first place of course but what is uh frightening is they are third in goals allowed they are second in shots on goal allowed and their penalty kill is sixth in the league um a lot of our goals are scored on uh the pen on power play power play brain farted it is uh that's why late. there's two of us <laughs> it is we are recording this at ten forty-five at night which for a dad and two teachers is <laughs> well one of those teachers is a night owl and she's giving us the thumbs up i'm good to go yeah um yeah but uh the bruins are a goddamn dangerous team on every facet of play and i mm-hmm. think they are the team to beat in the east I think there's only one team really to beat in the West. I think that is clearly the Golden Knights. Which, like I said, the the only I, I I really feel as though that a big contributing factor to their success is the fact that they are basically a secondhand team that nobody knew what to deal with. Yeah, I think they got a lot of good veteran players who kind of managed to gel, which is mm-hmm. something that's hard to do. But I mean, and they're having fun. They look they're like they're fun having to fun. watch. They definitely are fun to watch. They have a good they have a good energy. They have a great excitement. They're the only team that I will be happy with winning the Stanley Cup who are not Lightning. 
And if the Lightning lose to them in the Stanley Cup Finals... I am mad. You know what? Gosh darn it. They are just trying their best. And I... <laughs> I like... That's a great story. That That is a great hockey story. That's something that kind There's, of builds they, the game. There will be at least a documentary <laughs> film made. Oh, there already should be. If, if this team takes nights. the West in their first year, their first place in the West, that's a that's a documentary. Yeah. If Warren Sapp's cocaine and hooker uh, habit get a uh, football life documentary, I think the Habs get at least a 22 minutes, 8 minutes for a commercial documentary. V- VGK, you mean? VGK, VGK. Okay. You said the Habs. Did I say the Habs? You did. I don't know why I said nope. the Habs. Yep, wrong Subban. <laughs> Oh, he plays for Nashville. Yeah, he that does was, play for Nashville. Talk about a fucking brain fart. Wow, we both just brain <laughs> we both brain sharded all over this podcast. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, what are they going to name the? Uh, what are they going to name the Habs mini doc? The Habs mini doc. Um, are you you were going to say they peppered? I was going to say they showered. I think you know where I'm going with this. What do you got with this? They're going to call it the Vegan Vegas Golden Shower. You just you just said the Habs. Did I say that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it's late, guys. Um, oh, no. Yeah, the Vegas... The Ve- uh, Vegas uh, Golden ra- Showers. Rain- raining on their parade, the Vegas Golden Shower. <laughs> that's... That, raining on their parade, the Vegas Golden Shower. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> that's that's uh, copyright. TM, 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 TM. We gotta... Uh, that's legal. Yeah, or they're gonna... Um, if they're doing any sort of rain, it's not going to be in the desert. It, um, it'll be precious rain if, uh, I don't care succulent, if... Succulent nectar. If Mark andre Fleury pees, somebody will be there with a jar to kick. <laughs> if it's in the desert, somebody will be there with There's a jar There's the potential for this podcast to go political right now. We're not Ooh. going to talk about people peeing on people, Ooh. okay? That's... <laughs> touchy mm, subject. Okay, so let's talk touchy, about something that's not, that's not uh, polarizing... Uh, the official hashtag for this, if we haven't said it already, is hashtag fuck the Bruins. Fuck the Bruins. Fuck the Bruins. All right, so let's talk about some nerd shit real quick. Um, uh, Star Wars is a thing, and it's really good, and Han Solo's coming out, and I'm very excited. <coughs> That's, you said not talk about something as polarizing, uh, and then you go nothing. straight into, I want Han Solo to be really... I think everybody wants the Han so, Solo movie to be very Um I'm pretty sure that the Han Solo <clears> movie <throat> is not polarizing because it is a crowd pleaser. That's a character people already, you know, love. People um, will find a way to hate it. There I, will I be, I, I guarantee you. So. I, I think it's a safe movie. I think there's <clears> really not a lot of chance for this movie to be universally reviled because they're not going to do anything particularly new. The Last Jedi did stuff that was new, and that's part of the reason people hated it. I loved it. That's my opinion. Uh, I have reasons to back up my opinion that are not based in emotion. Um, that's I, all I'm going to say about that. I liked it a whole bunch. Uh, that's I a did, good opinion. I, I, don't, I didn't love it. And, and you know, there, there were certain scenes that like didn't always sit 100% with me, <clears throat> but there was nothing in that movie that made me want to hate it at all. <sighs> there were just a few small plot holes... In there that I feel like they just... I don't know. I feel like it was blatantly written in just for the amount of dramatic effect. But one of the things that I didn't like was Admiral Akbar just died in The Last Jedi. Um, like, I did not like that. I'm, I, I, I was... I'm, I'm fine with a quick death like that. I don't think every character that is beloved needs to go out in glorious fashion. I actually do wish that... And spoilers. Um, I guess. If... I, oh, yeah. I, I do kind of wish Leia, uh, Leia died in that scene because that 
once again, not every character needs to go out in glorious fashion. Yeah. Um, it would have been a dramatic moment. It would have shown so much with Ben and not killing his mom, and that there is still that pull with the light, and you know, you still get to have that major character mm-hmm. death, and the actress died. And then I don't feel like Leia did much in the rest of the movie. It's not like she came out and she had the, you know, MacGuffin to save the day. She yeah. just kind of came out and was like, hey, I'm po, back again. <laughs> you're a dum-dum for not listening to this lady who is your superior officer. Which, by the way, I was totally fine with that. A lot of people are mad. Who was, were people actually mad about that? Yeah, people were mad about... Um, a female being... Lord, that, well, no, it was, it was about Laura Dern not sharing her information with Poe and was like, being secretive. I could get that. I, I get that, but at the same time, I'm like, well, yeah, it's a sneaky maneuver. They don't want people to find out, so they're keeping it as hush-hush as possible. This character has just been demoted. He's not trustworthy. I'm not going to risk information getting out by saying this to a hothead. Also, anybody... I, I hate to bring this up. As somebody who has previously been involved in the intelligence community with the military, you compartmentalize everything. Yeah. You never let any one person see the whole picture, even if it's a picture you yourself put together. Mm-hmm. And that's such an important thing in terms of security of any to- any type of maneuver that's going to be established. Whether it be in a fantasy world where they're talking <coughs> about some military maneuver or some strategy that they're trying to cook up. Or if they're talking about actual military like progress in an austere environment. Uh, you always keep the cards very, very close to your chest. And that's on purpose. Mm-hmm. And you you withhold that information. And I think with what you described as well, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a very valid point as the fact that from her perspective. But also at the same time, I think people, like I said, they're just going to flame it because they're dicks. They're just a bunch of dicks. Uh, I <laughs> saw a meme on the internet. It said, uh, you're not mad at the new Star Wars movie. You're mad that you'll never be able to recapture the same feeling of happiness that you saw it when you saw it to begin, uh, that you saw the original trilogy when you were a kid. Well, I think that's, that's definitely part of it. That's very true. And I said that before we started the podcast. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't like, I don't like these movies as much because I'm not as much in my adolescence. And admittedly, yeah. my, my imagination has gone. It's not to what it used so to be. So you've become an adult. Well, I mean, yeah. Oh. I've, I mean, I've been disillusioned to how the the world yeah. works. And, you know, so it doesn't <coughs> hold the same place in my heart as, like, the original three had when I saw them when I was very, very young. And then the prequels, even though, as an adult watching them now. But you were an objective child when they came out. Yeah, I was exactly. 10 when episode one came out. And I freaking loved I, it. Yeah, I thought I it was it. the greatest thing ever because I had lightsabers, had Space magic. It checked all the Star Wars yeah. blocks, and it also checked all the cool, like I want to yeah. see cool shit happen blocks. Uh, I don't so remember you get the Star Yoda's... Wars universe and the cool action. Yeah, universe. I don't remember Yoda's shitty puppet in Episode One. A friend of mine pulled it up on Google Images and showed me mm. how bad that puppet was, oh, and it was atrocious. But, but when for I was the time 10... with Jim, Hem- Jim Henson when he made him, well, no, they they made a new puppet for that movie because they wanted to de-age Yoda, so mm-hmm. you know he was. Uh, what, 20 years younger? Mm-hmm. Or, um, like, 50 years younger? So, um, yeah, they made a brand new puppet, and it was uh, objectively terrifying. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was awful. Not good. It, no. If if um, the Henson Company had put its name on it, they, uh, they, mm, mm, they would have lost respect. But <coughs> with the movies, as the prequels as well, as they kind of progressed, uh, we were also getting older. Yeah. So by episode three... I was kind of like, 
Yeah. I was like 16. Yeah, I'm like, ah. Like, it didn't hold the same glory as it did even when, like, episode one came out. Yeah, And no. then episode two, I remember having conflicted feelings. I remember watching Yoda lightsaber battle mm-hmm. with Dooku and being like, this is the most badass shit. Oh, yeah. And then now, after the fact, thinking of, like, when people were cheering in the theater, like, I actively hated myself because i was just like yeah fuck yeah fucking yoda and i'm like clapping in the theater now i'm like oh my god i can't believe i did that like why am i the way i am why am i the human that i am so i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and admit this to the internet i uh full body heave cried uh when <laughs> i saw the trailer in imax for um the force awakens uh my wife and i went to see uh avengers age of ultron in imax 3d because uh, you know, why not spend a little extra money for a mediocre movie? Hashtag treat yourself. Hashtag treat yourself. 2017. Hashtag Um But yeah, you know, I'd seen the trailer and I was sitting there and the IMAX sound played and it, the John Williams score was so just meaningful and it's so indicative of Star Wars that like all of these feelings that I have in Ooh. me just kind of bottled up and just exploded. Like, shake a beer and the, and, and the, the, the cap off. And that's kind of what happened. And it, Star Wars means so much because you see it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's this wonderful thing. It's imaginative. It doesn't take itself particularly seriously. And it has space wizards. And it's depth. There is depth to yeah, it. Yeah, and there, there's meaningful character moments. Um, you know, it has one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time when Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it means stuff to people. And when... But, but it's not for you anymore. It's for the kids. Because it's, it's still a kid's movie. And Last Jedi, I think, is the first movie since, last, uh, since um, Empire to kind of be an adultish or movie. But it's still not ours. It's still for the kids. And nothing they did was worthy of scorn and villainy. Because people are now defending Jar Jar goddamn Binks on the internet. And that is atrocious. And it is not in good faith. It's not like Jar Jar is worth defending. They are doing it to shit on something new. And... In 10 more years, people are going to look back on Jar Jar Binks the same way that we look back on... What was the, like, blatantly racist Japanese character in uh, 16 Candles? Most of them? Oh, 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 People are going to look back on Jar Jar Binks and be like, what the fuck were they thinking? Like, that is so not okay. That was not... Was that John Cryer? Was that John Cryer in that movie? I think it was. Well, John... No, John Cryer was Ducky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he was, like, the, uh, um... But you know what I'm talking about? I forget, he was the fuck People boy. are going to be, like, if anybody listens this far <laughs> to the podcast, they're screaming in their cars right yeah, now. They, they've turned God it damn it, it's this guy! They turned it off a while ago. Yeah, well, they probably turned it off because half of our audience are probably Bruins fans. Yeah, and, because yeah. they'll, you know, half of Tampa Bay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't go to Rays games when they play Boston because I just, I can't fucking stand Red Sox fans. And that extends to hockey. But people defending <laughs> Jar Jar Binks... Like, I know, like, there's the ongoing meme that Jar Jar is, like, the, the fucking Sith overlord. And, he's and that's, like, that's fun. That's fun. That's fun. That's fan fiction fun. I like that. It's, but it's not terrible. Mickey Rooney. That's who <laughs> It played. is Mickey Rooney, you're right. It's Mickey Rooney, yeah. I just, I just pulled it up. <laughs> I, you, you saw it and then telepathically just yeah. passed it across the table to me. 
Oh, God, what was the character? I don't and, uh, Either way, people defending Jar Jar Binks is absolutely asinine. But to get back to the heart of the conversation. Oh, no, no, no. It was um, Getty Wintanabe. Well, we're thinking of something else. Long Duck Dong. Yes, Long that Duck was, Dong. That was this. Um, no, Mickey Rooney was in... Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's? I want to say it was Breakfast at Tiffany's. I'm going to look. But we're going to keep talking. Yeah. About Anyways, the hashtag. Han Solo movie. Yeah. I really feel as though that people are going to find a way to hate it. Because that's how people are on the internet these days. You brought it up yourself. Like yeah. It's a topic that you can develop. And people will find anything to hate. Just they'll find any little niche that they can like just whittle their little little hate knife into. Just to take away from it. Because they feel as though I think it's almost an analogy that they have had they feel as a part of their childhood has been taken away it was breakfast at tiffany's i'm good at this game yeah there you go um you're right people and i think hating on things is just viscerally pleasing to people it's something that is easy to do it doesn't take any and i'm gonna say uh, and i don't mean this the way it's gonna sound it doesn't take intelligence to shit on a movie because you're just picking out what's bad about it. To pick out what's good about it takes actual critical analysis. And I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this. Yeah, That's yeah, fine. That's our, our Gmail just filled up. Our, uh, Land just, Party Podcast. And our uh, Land Party Pod. We, we have spent the past uh, 53 minutes and 16, 17 seconds shitting on the Bruins kind of the same way that it's, it is easy to just pick apart something and say what we don't like about it. And it's a lot harder to... You know, take something that might frustrate us and talk about what we do like. Which, once again, the Bruins have the third best scoring in the league. They have the best defense. That's, it's, you know, obvious. Are, it's, and I'm not going to say they don't. But fuck the Bruins. But, oh, fuck the fuck Bruins. Them. Like, I just don't <laughs> like them. The only people that are I'm okay with people hating on, and I don't think I'll catch any flack from this at all. The only people, I think you know exactly where I'm going with this. The only group of people that I'm okay with everybody just openly ripping apart. Anime nerds? Rick and Morty fans. Oh, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> they're not real people. They're, I like Rick and Morty. I, I like Rick and Morty. But um, they're diehard, like, intelligence elitist fans. You mean incels? Uh... <sighs> Sorry, that was me having a stroke. That Reddit was banned. Yes, it was. Uh, I because because of roasties they're, because they're, of roasties. Their their safe space got destroyed. <laughs> I just yeah. that's how I'm a Deadpool. That's how I feel about it. It just makes me death rattle. Right yeah. before, but once again, you're not you're not tearing the show apart and saying, oh, it just sucks and nothing about it is good. You're you know, it's the fan base being. Just toxic dicks. Much like the Bruins, if we could go back. Full circle. <laughs> we go full circle. Can we fuck the Bruins chan going at a game sometime? Oh, um, man, that'd be uh, great. My my buddy, uh, Pez, because I don't want to use his real name, and he hasn't gone by that since high school. And I almost got thrown out at a season opener three years ago for chanting booty meat every time. And this is when we saw Radko Gudis, because Radko Gudis turns people into uh, red jelly. He doesn't mm-hmm. really play hacky so much as he just forechecks people into oblivion. He just, yeah, um, yeah. But we almost got thrown out of a lightning game for Jane. That's that's Pooty. beautiful because we were a bunch of drunk twenty-four-year-old bros. Is there any other kind of drunk twenty-four-year-old though, other than a drunk twenty-four-year-old bro? Um, 
Yes, and I'll get back to you on that. Twenty-four-year-olds are not. I mean, they don't make a good co- as a collective. But bros are not the only subgenre of twenty-four-year-olds that make poor choices. No, I'm saying when you're drunk. Oh, you become a bro. You become a you bro. just morph. You, your shirt becomes one size too small. You your pop your pops collar. Your nobody pop. wears pops collars anymore. It's Dude, always is that polos. A, is that not a thing? It's polos, khakis, and sperrys, my guy. Khakis. Yeah, or you rock some sweet tubies. What are sperrys? are uh, tubies are tube socks. Okay. <laughs> Sperry's are a type of shoe. My wife has just become <laughs> tickled. <laughs> you, I'm, you have Tubies. seen Sperry's. They're like the boat boat shoe. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a boat shoe. Oh, those yeah. are so nice. With the, yeah. the, but not on those guys. No. Uh, well, I guess I'm, what I'm describing is actually a frat bro. That is that. that is That's the, what I'm that describing. I'm inadvertently bro. describing like a frat bro douche. So can we can we real quick define bro? Is a bro is anybody who. Is red in the face from being drunk and overzealously high five somebody while going, Yeah! That's a bro. We have Anywhere. Done, we have done that a lot. Anywhere. Over the years. We've done that maybe, sober. Maybe not. Maybe, yeah, we mostly sober. We don't, we don't drink together very often. What, I, one thing that's good. Well, that's because I don't really drink very often. But one thing I will give you a very bro high five. And we have to bring this up. 100 points in 69 games. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> 69! Right. 69! I'm, I'm done. I'm okay, done with that. I'm done with that. that. And, yeah, uh, that's that. That's mm, nice. But now that we've done it, I don't, I'm Nice. Not. Now that we've hit an all-time low, let's get back to the Han Solo uh, movie. Uh, real quick, I probably want to, wouldn't you want to make this like an hour and 15 for the first one? We'll make it an hour 15 and then cut a bunch of stuff. Okay, because there's, there's probably stuff we can cut. It yeah. looks like the bar is getting filled up. It is. It, it got filled it, up at yeah, three minutes, too. Yeah, we filled it up a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. and I think it got filled up at 30 minutes, too. Yeah, and so it, it tries sense. to block it off for you. Yeah, oh, um, nice. so you can tell when you're supposed yeah. to be done. Because we have rambled a few times. Yeah. Um, and I might cut out some of our tangents. So uh, the Han Solo movie... I think it'll be fine. It'll. Um, Ron Howard's a, a good filmmaker. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not going to do anything too controversial with the movie. It's not like we're going to turn out that Hans a furry. He's not going to walk <laughs> out in a Wookiee outfit and say, "My spirit animal's a Wookiee." Now, <coughs> honestly, I think Aaron and I both would agree mm-hmm. that would make for a better movie. <laughs> That would make for a far superior movie. Or if they confirmed, Chewie has to use a litter box. Ooh. No, he just goes. That, he's a dog. No. He's a mug. He's a half man, half dog. He's his own best friend. <laughs> he no, I goes can, outside. I, I just imagine. And he picks up his own poop. Han getting one of those um, potty potty trainer things for the cats and he just puts it on the bathroom mm-hmm. toilet in the Millennium Falcon until Chewie's ready to just go on it by himself. Because you can't really take him outside in space. And, but like, Wookiees are also stop. higher thinking individuals. So with Wookiees being higher thinking individuals, like they would understand the necessity to defecate or uh, excrete your unnecessary but b- bodily waste. Would the Han wiping. realize that oh, the wiping? Oh, like oh, out of shag carpet. Exactly. It's like wiping a marker. <laughs> it's just over just and wiping, over. You wiping, it's a Chris Pratt joke. That is that is, I did, that I is Andy Dwyer from yeah. Parks and Recreation. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no getting that out.